0: Um, well let's go by the notes, that'll make it go a little quicker, we'll not have to look up things, and the name of Jesus, um, many, 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 many names in the Scriptures, and um, uh, we'll concentrate just for a few minutes on just the names that are used in the book of Revelation, and then one of those in particular. So looking at, at your notes, the uh by the way, the word Messiah, I discovered in this process, uh is only that that um particular word, English word translated, is on, only appears twice in the whole all of Scripture. In Daniel nine, twenty-five and twenty-six. We understand what that means, but I just thought it was curious that it's only twice. But in, in Revelation In uh, the uh, churches, the seven churches in Ephesus, he is called the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands, or churches. In the church at Smyrna, he's called the one, uh, or the first and the last who was dead and has come to life. At Pergamum, he is called the one who has the sharp two-edged sword. At Thyatira, he's called the Son of God who has flaming eyes and burnished bronze feet. In Sardis, he is, uh, was uh, uh, who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. In Philadelphia, he is holy and true and has David's key. All these, of course, you could stop and study for a long time and permanently opens and shuts. He's the only one who is able to permanently open and shut. In Laodicea, he's the amen, the faithful and true witness, and the source of God's creation. Now, we'll just run down these names in the Revelation, book of Revelation. He's called Jesus Christ seven times, Christ four times, the root of David, son of God, lion of the tribe of Judah, bright and morning star... Lamb of God, the faithful witness, the first begotten from the dead, the prince or the chief, the archon, the chief of earth's kings, (coughs) Alpha and Omega, first and last, him that lived and died and lives age to age, the Amen, faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation, King of Saints king of kings, king of lords. And he is called in Revelation 19.13 the word of God. That is his name in Revelation 19.13. And looking there it says, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. Now, there are different Words translated W-O-R-D. This one is Logos, which means, as far as I can determine, the essence, the original thought from God Himself. The essence of God. The, the beginning of thought. The beginning of, of who He is. And then it is embodied in the Lord Jesus. The word logos is that original thought and we'll look at some places for that. In Hebrews 1-1 down there at the bottom of the first page it says, God who at sundry times, different times, and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by or in the prophets. That's very significant. He spoke within the realm of the prophets. Not just anybody anywhere but within the realm of the prophets. Hebrews 1:2 that uh, God hath in these last days spoken unto us by or in His Son, uh, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by or through whom also He made the worlds or the ages. I just had a thought there, you know, um, can you imagine in Jesus' day going around to the synagogues and speaking to his brethren, to the Jews, and to whoever would listen, but can you imagine him telling them, can you imagine somebody standing here and saying, I am, I created you and everything. Can you imagine there how they might receive that at that point in time? For him to stand there and say, I created you. And of course, then they wanted to argue. (laughs) But that and when he spoke there was such power. But to somebody, for somebody to be able to say that was just astounding. But in John 12 48, he told them he said, now he that is rejecting me and what I'm telling you, who I am, and so forth uh receives not my words, my expression of my the original word, the logos rima is is the <coughs> expression on a particular subject like like the kingdom, like salvation, like." and who he is. And those that do not receive his uh, verbalization or his spoken uh, words on a particular subject, he says, has one that judges him all the time or now. Those that don't receive what he is saying are being judged. And it says the word, the logos, the word that I have spoken, verbalized to you, that same word shall judge him in the last day. So we have the word of God and it is the judge currently. Because by it everything we we know about what is and was and is to come and it in itself judges men. Uh. John 1 1, familiar passage that says that um, in the beginning was the Word. This is Logos. In the beginning was the Word, the essence of God, and the Word <coughs> was with him, was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. Now how did God create? What met, he could have chosen any method. I like to watch on TV that show how it's made. They put all these things together. and made, God could have picked any method that He wanted. How did He create? What did He do? He spoke. When He spoke, it happened. The Word. And so, um, John 1, four. The, the Word then, the essence of God, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So this Word became flesh. Now, 1 John 1, 1, that which was from the beginning, which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes, Uh, John, speaking of them, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Jesus here described as the word of life. And these men, and these people, were able to touch him, to handle him, to see him. How do we do that? Through the book. Through the book. Um, so, he says, for the life was manifested, was made apparent among us, and we have seen and, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal or age life, the life for the coming age, we bear witness to you, which was with the Father and which was manifested unto us, made apparent unto us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you. That you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son Jesus Christ. So it's, you know, lots of folks out there want to uh, talk about God and 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 Christianity and and uh, and even fellowship with the Father, but fellowship with the Son is a is a more particular special thing. And He exhorts us not only to have fellowship with the Father, but with His Son, because His Son is the propitiation, the embodiment of everything that is God to us. In the Old Testament, they they had the the, uh, sacrifices, the sacrificial system, they had the law, and they had many uh, uh, methods. But God knew what we had to have eventually, was Himself in the form of His Son. But um, and then first John 1 4 And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. So the word was not only embodied, it is written. And um Very, very important for us in these days in particular. That God chose and was was faithful in that He sent His Son, but He also enabled by inspiration men to pin down, to write who He is. And that from this we should be able to take and understand that our joy is in what he, who He is and what He has written uh, to us. Now, so in Revelation chapter 1, the very first verse, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the revelation of who He is and what He's doing and what He's going to do, which God gave unto Him to show unto His servants things which must shortly or quickly uh, not not... Uh, in terms of soon, but in terms of in, uh, relative to the expanse of time that we know have known, these things that he is writing about in Revelation will occur quickly in a short span of time. Basically the tribulation in three and a half and three and a half of, of the years. So relative to all of time he's saying that um, these things are going to happen fast and and furiously. So uh, these things must shortly or quickly come to pass. And he sent and signified by his angel unto his servant John who bear record of what? The word of God. The Logos. Now, there, a lot of phrases could have gone in there but the one that needs to be there is that Revelation is a record uh, presented to all who will uh, read it and accept it of the Word of God, the original essence of God, and of the testimony or evidence, then, of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. John saw. And first John 3:23, and this is his commandment. That we should believe, what? On the name. What's the name? We'll see here in a minute. Believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. Now why does He he give the name Jesus Christ and say you have to believe on the name? Because there's something particular about that. And His command is we love one another, as he gave us commandment. Now, so he says that uh, it, is, it is imperative for us, in fact, it's a commandment, that we believe on the name of his son. In Acts 13, or in chapter 4, 13 of Acts, Paul and Barnabas in, in Antioch of Pisidia, that's the one up in Turkey not the Antioch in Syria, but the one up in Turkey where the churches, seven churches and so forth. <clears throat> when they were in Antioch of Pisidia, as was their custom to do, Paul and Barnabas went to the synagogue and and presented the uh, uh, gospel of the kingdom. He presented uh, the message. And in uh, doing so, Paul in particular in in Uh, Acts 13 gave a concise synopsis, a concise uh, account of the entire history of the nation of Israel, of the Jews. And talking about when they uh, were delivered from Egypt and so forth and gave them, you know, it's to us we think, yeah, so what? You know, but if you think about it, some of those people probably even amongst their their own heritage maybe didn't have a clear picture of where they came from and who they were or who they are and their purpose and God's plan for them. So Paul gave that to them. And it says that that a good many of them trusted and believed in that and a good many did not. So in the process of that, it says... uh, that they in verse forty three of Acts or forty four of Acts thirteen, then after he had presented this, that many of the non Jews believed and and came to them and said, "When are you going to preach again? We want to hear this some more." And and um, encouraged and and followed them around so that it says on that next Sabbath, in verse forty four. <clears throat> came almost the whole city of Antioch to hear the word of God, the logos <clears throat> now matthew thirteen nineteen says that that which was sown is that is the seed in the hearts of man is the word of the kingdom, and then in, Matthew, in Mark 14 or 4:14, 4, it says, "The sower sows the word. So the sower is sowing what? The seed. The seed is the word." And in Matthew 13, it's the word of the kingdom that is being sown. And uh, uh, in Mark 4:14, 4, "The seed being sown is the word of God, which is the word of the kingdom." Luke 8.11 the seed it says is the word of God also in Luke 8.1 it says Jesus went around everywhere showing the glad tidings of what? Christmas? No the glad tidings of the kingdom of God now so in Revelation 19.13 it says where we just read <clears throat> that his name is the word of God so Follow me here. If the seed is the word, and it's the word of the kingdom, and it's the word of God, then the word of God is the seed, which is the same thing as the word of the kingdom. So the word of God equals the word of the kingdom. Revelations nineteen thirteen. His name is called the word of of God. His name is the word of the kingdom. Jesus came here to tell His people about what they can have and what's coming. He wrote it and God had it written down for us to believe the same thing. The word of the kingdom. In Romans ten seventeen, it says, So then faith comes by hearing. Isn't that interesting? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of the kingdom. You could say that. You could insert that right there. So what we gather here, and and this conference is about, and and we have, have little flocks here and there searching out these things, it tells us that what we are putting our faith in and building upon is the word of the kingdom. The book of Romans is written to faithful people to exhort them to be faithful. Hebrews 4.12, familiar verse, for the word of God the word of the kingdom is quick is alive, is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. A lot of people have trouble separating soul and spirit or understanding the connection of those and, and the, uh, what those mean to us. A lot, And it's, it's easy just to kind of lump them all under one umbrella, soul and spirit, and, and not worry about it. But the Bible is specific about that. And the, the word of the God, the word of the kingdom, will help us to divide that and um, and of the joints and the marrow and, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. If we are pursuing a place in the coming kingdom, if we are trusting ourselves in that thought, in that action, it will cause us to Make certain choices; it will cause us to live a particular way, and um, uh, will uh, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. Our intents, the intents of our heart, will be different when we are in tune with the Word of God, the Word of the Kingdom. And in Philippians two nine, wherefore God also hath highly exalted Him, Jesus, and given Him a name which is above every name. That at that name, the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth. Brothers and sisters, there's coming a day when every knee will bow. They don't now, but they will. Um, And... um, in Philippians 2.11, And every tongue will confess that Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed, is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jeremiah 23.6. And with all the things that are going on today, you know, some may doubt. And it, it just it could be a little discouraging. But God is not finished with Israel by any stretch of the imagination. I don't care if, if Putin destroys everything around them. God is not through. And they will not be defeated until the Lord comes or, or, or before He comes. In Jeremiah Jeremiah three six it says, "...in His days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely, and this His name Whereby he shall be called the Lord, our righteousness. So many names. The one we dwell on here is the word of the God, the word of the kingdom, the word of God. Now, I and my daughter Jana has popped in too, but my brother in law Bill, who some of you may some of you may remember us requesting prayer for one of my sisters, Clarice. And uh, her daughter, his daughter, Cynthia, that's his wife and daughter. Cynthia had the MS for many, many, many years. Bill was the caretaker. Uh, For them, for a long time. And I've asked him this morning to lead us in a a song that Mary's going to play, and we're going to sing the chorus, There's Something... About that name. Well, it's good to this morning tonight, and all of you. It's good to see that so many in here. Well, good? Now, this song that we we're fixing to sing, you may not know, it, or you may know it, but it's a good little verse. Uh, Chorus that explains about Jesus. So let's all sing. There's something about His name. It's page 102 in our blue book. 102 in your blue book, then. Yeah. That's good. Thank you, Bill. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time together, for your word. And Father, we pray that uh, as we're blessed, we will bless during this time and guide each one uh, speaking in each of our hearts and minds to be in tune with you in Christ's name. Amen.